Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. Where are you going? Something I've wanted to say my whole life. I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> Can I go with you? Yeah, you everybody's in <laughs> Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This is how it goes. And I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a Frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his ass. How dare you? and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Monday morning. We have got you covered from the Super Bowl weekend in the NBA. I am Jared Weiss, and I'm joined by the world champ, Waz, with Rob Lopez shining up the Lombardi trophy somewhere. But coming up on today's show, we got a big man battle in Detroit. Giannis runs over the Suns, and Zion is still floating in the air somewhere right now. But first, James Harden is back. He is in form, and the Rockets are blasting off. They beat the Pelicans one 117 to 109. Honestly, was name a better trio than James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Ben McLemore. TLC. No, but seriously, though, um, it's nice to see Harden, you know, round back into form, right? It's not just that the step back was working. You see, he got to the free throw line nine times because to me, that's what makes him deadly, right? It's the ability to knock down the trays off the dribble, but also, he's constantly a threat to get to the basket. And when you're getting fouled, that means you're, you know, you're attacking the rim, threatening the paint. And it was nice to see him get back to that today. And also, you know, when they sent when they sent the double very early on in the possessions, he wasn't afraid to let it go, right? Like, he was giving it to uh, Macklemore. He was giving it to Russ. It was nice to see him not be afraid to let let go of the rock when the, when the right play was there. And so that was cool. And, of course... Zion, which I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on, Jared, but um, he put a couple of grown man moves on P.J. Tucker and even Doris and Dave Pass were just like, guys, like P.J. Tucker is a world class defender and Zion Williamson just put some put the moves on this guy and like he's a rookie. This is his sixth game. You know, and credit to Zion and that it's not just that P.J. Tucker is a great defender. It's that he like specializes in being the low guy on the block that can handle that. Like he's the perfect matchup for Zion there. And Zion was still just getting around him. I mean, Zion is still a mess. I still don't know if he knows how he's supposed to like run like his when he runs. It looks I don't, it, it looks like he's it looks like someone like has like a rope tied around his him. Back foot. It's crazy, <laughs> man. It's like his ass is so huge that he's like dragging it behind him. But then when he gets the ball and he's like, all right, engage time, he just like floats and he bounces. And there's just so much power behind him. Um, and grace. And it's funny because Harden kind of looked like that. I think for a week or so there uh, after coming back from injury and he just looked completely fresh in this one. Uh, he had 40 points. He was actually efficient 12 for 24 from the field, seven for 15 from deep nine for nine from the line, hit 10 boards, nine assists, only four turnovers, which is probably a lot for most people, but that's actually pretty good for him. Um, it was a perfect performance and you know, maybe Zion and the way that Ingram was playing in the first few quarters of this game would have been enough most of the time. But when you have that rare opportunity to capitalize on like a perfectly efficient James Harden night, and then you at least have Backlamore stepping up and Russ was a mess, but at least he did contribute a lot. I mean, this this Houston team looks extremely difficult to beat. Yeah, I think when we're getting good Russ and, you know, it's one of those things where everybody was just like Russ is. You know, he seems like a guy who's not, he's an old dog. He's not going to learn new tricks. He's going to take nine threes a game, even if he's shooting 23%. And 
And I think what we've seen in the past few weeks is his willingness to be like, you know what? I'm going to put my head down, attack the paint, um, you know, make the passes when it's there, but I'm not going to take these bad rush shots. And he's cut those down. Today, he didn't, you know, he didn't have his best game, but still, he he's not taking those horribly inefficient shots anymore. He's kind of cut that out of his diet the past few weeks. And I think, look, if Russ is going to be good Russ the entire season and all throughout the playoffs, meaning he's not being erratic, he's not taking bad shots, he's not, you know, he's not being wild with his passing, Houston's going to be good. It was just, you know, my calculation was like, look, Russ is used to a certain amount of usage, a certain, you know, he's used to playing a certain way. And, you know, there was a kind of doubt that he would be able to change it up, but he's he's changed it up the past few weeks. And, you know, I think it's nice to see if you're a Houston Rockets fan, you should be happy with the rush that you're seeing, because he's making an, a concerted effort, Jared, to attack. And you know what? He only had two turnovers in this game. In fact, the, the Rockets had seven turnovers. The Pelicans had 21. That's a huge advantage there. You know, the Rockets, they missed 64 shots in this game. They took 105 shots. And the Pelicans ended up with 63 rebounds. They had five guys in double-digit rebounding, which I don't think I've ever seen in my lifetime. It's probably happened a couple times, but I thought that was remarkable. Um, but... I guess just lastly here, does does this Pelicans team, does this look like a like an eight seed caliber team to you? I, I wanted to mention that. Um, so many people were bullish on them coming into the season. I was like, guys, they're led by a rookie and Brandon Ingram, who I like, but you know, he's never shown himself to be a guy that you know could carry a team to the playoffs, quite frankly. Like that wasn't the case in LA. And I was, you know, I was bearish on these guys, but They've proven me wrong since Zion has gotten back. Like, they're playing with the best of the best of them. They're giving people all that they can handle. Um, And it's, you know, you got to like them for the eighth seed at this point. I was skeptical. I was like, you know, Zion, talented as he is, um, everybody loved him coming into the draft, coming into the season. He destroyed people in the preseason. I was like, come on, guys. It's a rookie, um, you know, unproven guys that they're counting on, whether it be B.I. and... um, uh, Lonzo Ball, but they've proven me wrong. This, this they, They're formidable, man. They, I think they're going to grab that eight seed. Well, you know, Portland is making a run, and we'll talk about Damon in a minute, and uh, the Memphis Grizzlies have been phenomenal, so there's some pretty staunch competition. Uh, but Zion, you know, his first game back, he was a three-point spot-up guy. In this game, he was basically a low-post center, and he went eight for 14. He had 21 points, five for seven from the line, 10 rebounds, a block, a steal, and assists, and three turnovers, and only two fouls. His credit, the role that he's playing, you'd expect him to be fouling it a lot more, but he only had two fouls in this one. We'll see, actually, if he goes against somebody, it's more of a, a post presence that could change. But things are looking good. Let's get to what is basically the injury portion of the podcast. This is the new section here. And Luka Doncic has suffered an ankle injury during a recent practice. He's going to miss the next six games, according to Rick Carlisle. He had previously missed four games earlier this season due to an ankle injury. And oddly enough, Trey Young also had an ankle injury against the Dallas Mavericks on Saturday night. So he left the game early. According to Chris B. Haynes, the team is not overly concerned and he should be fine. The Hawks also 
also announced that rookie Cam Reddish was diagnosed with a concussion. He's going to miss their next game against Boston on Monday night. Speaking of elite point guards going down, we had Kyrie Irving suffering what initially looked like a scary injury Saturday night against the Wizards. He went for the ball, got tangled up and fell, but his leg appeared to be stuck under another player and he was on the ground for a while. But thankfully, an MRI that was performed Sunday morning showed that Kyrie's knee is just going to be a medial ligament sprain. He's going to be reevaluated in one week. You know, he's had a lot of knee issues over his career, so he's lucky to escape with that. Uh, But he's only played 20 of the first 48 games of the season for the Nets. So uh, the Nets definitely need Kyrie to play at some point here. Uh, Waz, does this does this help the Nets in their chase to stay in the seventh seed? No, um, you know, he scored 50 the other day, right? Right. uh, He's definitely their best player. And they've been dinged up up and down the roster, which I think is more important than just having Kyrie back. Uh, I'm not one of those people. And I wasn't one of those people last year. It was like, oh, the Celtics are better without Kyrie. Oh, no, they're a better team when they have Kyrie Irving on the floor. So it's important that he plays. And if they're going to Ted. If they're going to chase a playoff spot, it's important that he's on the floor. And I'm glad your dog agrees because I had to deal with that question a thousand times over last year. And the answer, at least in the Celtics case, was no, he was just out most of the time against teams that weren't very good. And that's why the record looked the way it did. But, yeah, they're going to need him back. Uh, so going down to the Pacers, the T.J. Warren got tangled up and got struck in the head under the rim on Saturday night. He left the game after suffering the head injury and was taken to the hospital for further evaluation and was diagnosed with a concussion, according to our own Scott Agnes. So he's played every game for the Pacers so far this year. Definitely sounds like that streak is going to end. And then speaking of other top tier East teams, Norm Powell in Toronto, he suffered a fractured hand on Friday night and the team says he's going to be out indefinitely. He also had a shoulder injury that cost him three weeks earlier this season. He's been a really crucial part of their rotation, filling in for the void left behind by Kawhi. He's been averaging 15 and a half points a game, four rebounds a game while playing almost 30 minutes a night coming off the bat. And then we got a Steph Curry update. He's officially out through February as he continues to recover from his hand fracture that he suffered in October. He'll be reevaluated at the start of March. You know, remember our own Marcus Thompson had a report earlier this year that he was looking at that March 1st date as a possible return date. Now let's get to the All-Star Weekend updates. Raptors coach Nick Nurse and his staff will take over Team Giannis at the 2020 NBA All-Star Game. How perfect is that from Rizai Ujiri as he continues the shadow campaign to try to get Giannis and free agency down the road? Uh, here in that honor because at the cutoff for selection, the Bucks and the Raptors were one and two in the East, but Coach Bud did it last year, so he can't do it a second year in the row. Uh, per Chris Haynes of Yahoo, Buddy Heald, Trey Young, and Dame Lillard have accepted invitations to to the three-point shootout. Uh, it's going to happen in Chicago, and Joe Harris and Luka Doncic have been invited. We'll see if they play. Of course, Luka Doncic is hurt right now, so it sounds like that might actually prevent him from participating in All-Star Weekends. Waz, is there anyone else around the league that you think would be really exciting to have in the three-point shootout? Um, You know, the usual guys come to mind. J.J. Reddick, Kyle Korver. Now, give me some fresh blood. I'm trying to think. No, I'm trying to think of some other white guys. No, I'm just saying that. No, what I'm saying is, like, honestly, Dame being in it is important because he's actually an all-star. And I think he's such a gamer 
I look forward to this. Like, he's a hyper-competitive guy, so I know he's going to take this really seriously. And to my mind, he has to be the favorite. He's having just an incredible season. So him going down there, um, being like, you know what, I'm going to participate in three-point, take the chance of me losing, I think he's going to make sure that he wins that trophy. You know, I'd really like to see uh, Nemanja Bialisa in it because he's just like one of those like giant sluggish spot up guys. But he doesn't. I don't think he even jumps and he shoots from 30 feet out. So it's like he's the perfect guy for the three point contest if he can make it to the second rack, of course. Uh, But he's been shooting like something like 47, 48 percent on catch and shoot threes over the past few months. So, yeah, that would be really interesting to see. Um, And then I feel like there's got to be a San Antonio guy in there like Brent Forbes or Patty Mills or something like that. Those guys are always fun for it. Uh, But we'll see. Let's get to the rest of the games now from Super Bowl Sunday. The Pistons beat the Nuggets 128 to 123 in overtime in Detroit. Still no Mason Plumlee, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., or Paul Millsap for Denver. Markeith Morris and Luke Kennard were out for Detroit. The Pistons trailed by 21 points at one point in this game, but they were going up against the Nuggets who had their third game in four days, and we could really see the energy start to sap out of them late in this game. Derrick Rose left the game with a groin injury. But then the Pistons were still able to make that run and snap a five game losing streak. And we had who's about to be the past and now who's about to be the future in Detroit, Andre Drummond and Sekou Duboya. They combined for 38 points and 22 rebounds between the two of them. Reggie Jackson, he's he's just came back a few games ago. He's starting to find a stride. He had 20 points. And then rookie Bruce Brown, he had 19 points, 10 rebounds and eight assists, almost a triple double. While on the other side, Nikola Jokic, he had a 39 point triple double doing that without Paul Millsap next to him there uh, and Gary Harris he came back after missing two games he came off the bench and he had three points on one for six shooting while Will Barton had 20 and Monty Morris had 19 points and seven assists then in Milwaukee the Bucks beat the Suns 129 to 108 no Ricky Rubio, Dario Saric, Aaron Baines, Frank Kaminsky, or Ty Jerome for Phoenix. So Phoenix was missing everybody, basically, uh, except for uh, Devin Booker, who had 32 points, seven boards, and six assists in this one. He shot nine for 15 from the field and 12 for 13 from the free throw line. Sounds like an all-star to me, Was Yes, absolutely. And that's how you, that's the best revenge I always tell people is to glow up. Um, whether that be a breakup with, you know, an ex or whatever the case may be, the best revenge is always to glow up. And if my ex is listening, I'm doing great, by the way. Uh, Chris Middleton, <laughs> 25 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Giannis, he's doing uh, his exes must be furious at this point. 30 points, 19 rebounds, just one assist shy of that trip dub. Brooke Lopez at 17 to four in this one. Dante DiVincenzo continuing to have a breakout year. He had 15 points off of the bench. The Suns shot six for 23 from deep and the Bucks went 15 for 38. So that's the math right there for you. But the Bucks, they had 61 rebounds. A lot of rebounds to, uh, in, on Sunday. Like, holy crap, people are really excited for the Super Bowl. Uh, they out-rebounded the Suns 61-50. to 50. Then on Phoenix side, uh, DeAndre Ayton had 20-14. and 14. That's uh, that's something to keep an eye on. And Javon Carter, who was never supposed to score a basket in the NBA, he ended up with 15 points and four rebounds in this one. Let's get to our last game on Super Bowl Sunday. The Toronto Raptors beat the Chicago Bulls 129-102, to and they beat them in the fourth quarter 34-17. to They really ran away with it there. Uh, let's talk about 
Terrence Davis. 31 points on 12 for 15 shooting, 6 for 7 from deep in just 28 minutes. He was one of seven Raptors that scored in double figures. Serge Ibaka, he went 7 for 12 from the field and had 16 points. Pat McCaw with a plus 20 coming off the bench. He had 10. Chris Boucher, he had 15 rebounds and 5. I'm sorry, 15 points and 5 rebounds with the plus 21. On the other side, Thad Young, he had 21 points on 9 for 12 shooting. Hit some threes in this one. He went 3 for 5. Cody White, he went 4 for 11 from deep. Ended up with 12 points. Zach Levine, not a lot of shots in this one. He went 6 for 10 in 33 minutes for 18 points. So let's get to our line of the weekend. We got to start off here by talking about the legend, the God, Dame Lillard. He had 51 points and 12 assists Saturday. That was a day after, and I'm sorry, that was in a win over Utah, which I should mention before mentioning that Friday, he beat the Lakers 48 points, 10 assists, nine rebounds. He had just had a triple double earlier in the week. He's averaging 48.8 points per game in the last six games. Waz, is that good? It's so damn good, Jared, that Rachel Nichols, and I'm not making this up, asked Dame if he felt bad for kicking the Lakers' ass on Kobe night. <laughs> right? Like, that's how incredible this guy has been. Averaging 48.8 points in the last six games. Um, and I know we say video game numbers all the time, but this is video game stuff. You know, he's playing incredible. Um, you know, midseason, they're, they're pushing for that eighth spot. Uh, and we mentioned New Orleans and Memphis and all these other teams. But Dame is just like, you know, this could have been just a lost season and he could have went through the motions. But he's playing at an MVP caliber. I mean, this is why Dame is one of my favorite players ever, that th- this is his th- he is in his prime right now. This is the season, the age where he's at the pinnacle yeah. of his ability. And you're right. It could have been a throwaway season. But no, he's putting up the best numbers of his career. Some of the best numbers ever, really. Uh, I mean, we got to yeah. adjust for inflation with pace and three point shooting and all that stuff. Sure. But yeah, it's this is really, truly one of the memorable seasons ever. Um, and. They're going to be that team that if, you, if you're the Lakers, you got to see them in the first round. They catch that eight seed. He just beat you with that incredible performance. You know, that's uh, that's going to be something that's a real concern because I don't think they even match up that well against them. Not to mention, he's just pulling up from the logo like casually. There's just no way to even match up against that. And the space that he's creating is unlike anything we've ever seen. Not even Steph was really routinely creating that kind of spacing when he was at his peak and hopefully will continue to when he gets back. But this is a, uh, this is something historic and there is no greater tribute than for him to put up those numbers against the Lakers on Kobe night. That is the ultimate Kobe tribute for someone who idolized Kobe. Uh, that must've meant the world to him. All right. Well, that is going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the athletic podcast network we still have your favorite shows like back to back no dunks tampering and house of strauss plus over a dozen team specific shows available from some of your favorite athletic beat writers and don't forget to follow on the app to get notifications for new episodes and if you're not a member of the athletic you're in luck because you can get all of our podcasts ad free plus some fantastic writing across all major sports all for a super low price. You get 40% off of your subscription today by just going to theathletic.com slash dings. You never know when these promos end, so get there soon. And of course, thank you for waking up with us, probably hungover. Take us out of here, Waz. Man, I just want to thank everybody for listening to us. I know you guys are all hungover. You had to go to work today. But thank you for tuning in to the Daily Ding. Ding, 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 dongs. Ding, 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 dongs.